Ja, das ist gut. Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Pease Del Ruiz, and I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, also from his home, Terry Tam. Terry, how's it going, buddy? Very good. I, uh, Our number one fan, actually, well, one of our number one fans, we have multiple number one fans, uh, his, girlfriend gave birth. <laughs> his, bro- his girlfriend gave birth today and made me an uncle. I am an uncle. Oh, that's today. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations to person. My brother. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. That was your brother? My brother's girlfriend gave birth. Oh, How else do you become an uncle? Well, but well, I, I'm, I'm Uncle P's to like all my friends' kids. Uh, a little, uh, creepy. But a little I, creepy. A little creepy. I also became Uncle P's, uh, like real Uncle P's a couple months ago as my brother, my sister-in-law gave birth. Oh, there you go. So, so I there have, you go. Double uncle, baby. I have two. My stepbrother has two kids, so I call them my nephews, you know, but blood, this is my first. Yeah, you don't like them as much. I understand. Oh, um, there's one of them. I love that guy. He's the yeah, best. Yeah, he's, yeah. Me, he's me and He's me, you know, the little person. Yeah, that, that's un, that's unenjoyable. That's unenjoyable <laughs> for anyone. Uh, the disembodied voice you hear, of course, is the eagle I'm asked to control. Eagle, how you doing, bud? Nobody calls me uncle, but a lot of people call me daddy. Mm. hey mm, Yes. Eagle, Hopefully. That, that was, I'm writing that down for the – I'm making a, a clip. I'm making clips for our highlights. I'm going to make like an intro song. I'm writing that down. I'm going to have That's a lot of bad ones. Like if, if you compile everything I've said into like a little like segment, man, there's going to be a lot of stupid shit in there. Yeah. We're going to avoid that as a segment because we don't like prison. Um, so Problem given find the rest of the sheets. Yeah. yeah given given the uh, – I'm, I'm curious about how you're doing, uh, Eags, and I'll get to Terry in a second as he looks disorganized. Um, I, I'm curious how you're doing now with the news that – Christmas in Montreal is canceled. We're across Quebec, but we live in Montreal, so fuck the rest of Quebec. Well, the first thing that happened to me when I heard about that was, great, now i got to cook for myself on Christmas. And uh, <laughs> then i got to figure out where to go buy all this shit. Normally, like other people take care of that, and I just show up and do what they tell me to do, right? But now i got to do it myself? Ugh. i got to work now. I got it. I found it. Nice. Nice. Well done. Well done. I'm just, I'm just getting to you for that day, uh, Eagle. Because it's just my wife and I, so that's what I'll be doing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it. I'm kind of just like, do I do the regular thing? Like, we have traditions and all that stuff, so do I just yeah. try and replicate them, but for two or however many we're going to be? For two, though. It's, it's just not the same thing. Yeah, it's exactly. It's missing that whole spirit idea, right? Yeah. The whole idea was you take Christmas off to spend it with friends and family, and now that's not going to be possible, so... Yeah, man, if you want to get me started on this whole this fucking government, man, the way they've handled this thing. At first, we they handled it extremely well, I find, and then it kind of they just kind of start patching up, and it's ridiculous, man. It's it doesn't make sense to me how I can, literally I can go to Carrefour Laval and the parking lot be seventy five percent full, everybody walking on everybody with masks, okay, but everybody's touching the same shoe, touching the same pair of glasses or whatever they're looking for, and then but I can't go to my brother's house with eight people when he has a newborn it's a newborn's first christmas you know like things like that it's just it's a yeah. they, they need they, they don't understand it's like they do things to make people 
feel safer, but they just annoy the shit out of 90% of the population. Yeah. Well, and our, I, I our, said it earlier today. I mean, it's the right decision after many, many wrong decisions, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if, they, if we'd done it right to begin with, we wouldn't be here and having this conversation. So that's the yeah, part right. that sucks. Well, but the thing is, the thing is, what's clear to me is, uh, and we knew this even in election time, that the the person who put our the people who put our premier in power were big business because that's the world he comes from, and the people who need to keep running their shops and keep uh, you know running their, their 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 factories and construction sites and all that um, they need the daycare service that is offered by public education. Um, however, I don't know if you know this about children, Terry. They're awesome at spreading disease. Uh, because they are always sick and are always giving it to people who are far more vulnerable. How many how many times as a kid did you do this when your nose was running? I did it today, Terry. <laughs> I've learned nothing from well, humanity. Like, just like wipe your snot on your on your yeah. sleeve. I did, the, my, my sleeve in, high, in elementary school was green, yellow, red because of mustard and ketchup and then boogers. But dry face, right? Dry face. Yeah. Dry Look, face. There's, there's, there's no easy solutions for sure. It's going to suck. It's going to be different. But uh, let's, it gives us the opportunity in any case to provide people with the distraction that is sports and dick jokes. And that's the perfect area in which we reside. Uh, Christmas seems to have come early for some NBA players and some teams, or so they think. Uh, Russell Westbrook traded to Washington for uh, John Wall. That's great. I just wrote a quick blog about this. I think this is the best thing for James Harden. I think that he wanted out of Houston because it didn't look like it looked like Westbrook was going to stay. So when they offered him fifty million bucks and he said no, um, actually I wrote a blog on how he's a prima donna because of that. I know you and I would disagree on that. You kind of changed my opinion a bit on it since then, but um, but reality I mean, is, the thing is, like I, I expect that too because. Like you, you've changed my my opinion when it comes to like hockey transactions sometimes because like you that's the league for which you have more knowledge yeah. and the NBA and we kind of meet at the NFL but like I know the NBA a little bit more you know the NHL a little bit more and and so like yeah. that that will happen right yeah and that's the thing so you kind of flip me a bit I mean I do I still do hate the fact that guys. Uh, there's not a lot of loyalty in the NBA, but uh, I do respect the fact that the NBA, and I've always said this, is that the NBA is a player-first league. Uh, they market their individual players extremely well, and that's why the league does so well. Yeah. Um, but my issue was more of this team is showing you loyalty by making you the highest-paid player in the league, and you're saying no to them. It's a kind of an insult, and the fact that you're going to go run to a team that has two other guys. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. So he makes a statement by saying, I'm not coming if you're going to give me $50 million. I want like somebody else, basically. And... Uh, reports came out from Bleacher Report today saying that he he said that he fits it better with John Wall than he does with Russ Westbrook, and I agree one hundred percent. I don't think any I don't think anybody on this planet has seen the 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 truest potential of John Wall because he's been so injured. And John Wall to me is the most John Wall and Bradley Beal are the two most underrated players in the league to me. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> they're here to underrate overrated. I think <laughs> no, I but think like John, I think John I, Wall I feel like is they don't get the respect they deserve. I think he's, he's exactly properly related, uh, uh, rated. rated because of the lack of playing time, because he's been injured so much. It kind of reminds me of Derrick Rose. It's just that, like, his game is explosion, and that explos- that explosiveness is gone. He's he's also – he's gone, like, the Der- the uh, Dion Waiters route of, like, the dude obviously likes donuts. Um <laughs> 
which is okay. Like I like donuts too. Yeah, but I don't don't really get, 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 every time I go to Tim's, I gotta get a Boston cream. It's just it's yeah. gonna happen. Best donut, by the way. Best yeah, donut, Boston, Boston cream. Boston cream. Any best donut. Donut. Anything else? If you tell me the jelly donut with the get powdered the sugar all over the place, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm cream. not getting powdered white sugar all over my shirt because it's gonna happen. Yeah, the jelly's good enough. They don't even put enough in there. They just like they put a little bit, and it's like you have to wait to get to the middle. If you're gonna give me a jelly donut, fill it all the way like a Boston cream. Absolutely, and 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 custard custard is absolutely one of the greatest delicacies created by humankind. Doesn't it Eagle not like it? it? Sorry, Eagle doesn't like custard. I think right. No, I love custard. I eat you Boston do? Okay. cream like I eat ass. Hey, oh, that's another that's quote true. right there. He's often said that. What He's often is this said that. ninety or is this episode eighty nine? Uh, pretty sure it's eighty nine. Question mark. Um. So yeah. So I I think it's I think it's a good idea. Like you had two guys ex- with extremely high usage in nope. Westbrook. Nine and Harden. it is. Ninety <laughs> episode ninety. You can just change it on the screen. Uh. So the thing is, the thing is, like both guys kind of played the same game with Harden and Westbrook. Uh, were different versions of the same game, but they just need the ball a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, that, that's why I kind of like the rumors of uh, Harden going to Brooklyn because I said, well, Durant can score from anywhere at any time, no matter what. And Kyrie's played off the ball when, when LeBron was there, was, was with him in, in, in Cleveland. So I'm like, that actually makes sense in a way that no one's going to like. It's going to be ugly basketball, but it's going to work. Um, this is actually, I think, I think this works okay. I think, I think uh, John Wall will fit better um, with. Um, with Harden and uh, will occupy sort of that two guard spot. What happens to Washington? Now Washington was one seed. They were ninth seed in the East last year. The only team in the playoff, the play in from the uh, from the East. Do they are they a playoff team now? That adding Westbrook in. Westbrook makes you guaranteed a playoff team just because he is he's the best athlete I've ever seen in life. Just as really his speed explosion, like he's up there like for, for sure. his size, right? Like so, there are guys bigger who do some things better. There are guys smaller who do some things better, but. Just what he does at his size is the most impressive thing I've ever seen. And the fact that, like, he's getting older and his game has not changed. Like, he hasn't had to become a shooter yet because he's still faster than everyone on the court, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, I have a follow-up so question. Now that Westbrook is with the Withers, what's his most powerful spell? Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Um, which, so, I mean, he has, to, he has to get rid of that. Something has to be with that little thin mustache he still has going on there. And that's pretty bad. Eagle, Eagle, uh, give me like a, a, a spell prefix from uh, from uh, Harry Potter. Like, like how do spells start? Uh, uh, I mean, most of the time they're just tweaks on Latin or Roman names or whatever. Yeah, yeah but right. you, give me like, give me started. Give me Levios, like a, Leviosa. Yeah, Leviosa, definitely. Leviosa, Hagosa, because he's going to hug the ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a good one because he lifts. Leviosa is to lift. I was going to say go. even Accio, Accio Ball because he just takes it away from people. Yeah, there you go. Accio Ball. That's a good one. Accio. He just Accio it. non passa. Accio non passa. passa. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Sounds That's like so a good. very nice dish, though. Yeah, I would eat that. Accio <laughs> passa, I'd eat that. I'd eat that like Eagle. You put it on the side. It's, it's great. It's, yeah. it's ingenious. It's ingenious. Or uh, Adava Kedavra like... budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely, definitely interesting. One last thing, Terry. I saw this on Twitter and it made me laugh. We're going to get to, to a new segment and then the news in a second. But I saw this and it, it tickled me for two reasons. One, because you you just hate Toronto uh, sports fans. Yes. Right? You hate all of them. Like, you hate Maple Leafs fans. You hate... Uh, I hate the Blue Jays and I hate their fans. Yeah, Blue Jays fans. There we go. I mean, 
Whatever, so, but I hate the Raptors fans. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I saw the report, like you saw too, that apparently George Springer is very interested in playing for the Blue Jays. The only person saying this is old-timey columnist Joe Morosi. Um, and it just it, this is so I've I've forever told you I have this thing with Elliot Price, uh, the Montreal market. Elliot Price was the old school guy, kind of like Jack Todd in the Montreal market as well, who like would pretend that they, they actually believed that their radio segments or their articles had an impact on what the team was doing. They had such arrogance about their role in the sports landscape when like. My dude, if you're the only one saying it, you're just saying you're just reading from your dream journal. That's <laughs> and I looked, I looked for other sources saying George Springer's coming to Toronto, and he's the only one who said it at all. Toronto you know, has the Toronto, Toronto. Toronto media has this weird way of thinking that they are, even though they are the fourth largest city in North America, they like to think that they're the fourth largest market in sports where they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. They might be larger than Chicago, but they're not bigger than Chicago is in sports. They're not bigger than Boston. They're not bigger than LA. They're not bigger than New York. They're not bigger than Houston. They're not bigger than even Atlanta. They're not. I say, I say, that, I say Toronto reminds me a lot of LA and Miami in the following way, that there's a lot of transplants in Toronto. And so it's a big money city. And what happens is that if you're good, people go to your games like we're seeing people starting to be interested in the Miami Dolphins in a way that they weren't for a long time. Or when the Heat, you know, when the Heat suck for one season, nobody's at the arena. The, the, uh, the Heat are good again, it's packed. Yeah. And the thing is, is that um, there's just too many options in cities like that, right? Um, there's just too much to do. Uh, and there's too many ways to spend all that money you're being paid than to just go to a game. So, so Toronto kind of has that feel to me. Uh, like a like a junior LA or a junior Miami, basically. I agree. I agree. Um, so Terry, I was thinking about this. Uh, this new segment I want to debut. Uh, hopefully next week you can chime in as well because I kind of sprung it on you last minute. Uh, but sometimes you're watching a game and you want desperately to lower your caloric intake, right? You don't want to be drinking, smashing beers all day, especially now that the NFL is like six days a week because of all the the COVID tests and the delays. So we had. You know, football Wednesday. We're doing our show on Thursday this week. And I said, you know what? I I need to sort of get loose, but I don't want to consume the calories. Luckily, you know, a new substance has been uh, legalized in our home province. And as such, we we now uh, would like to talk to bring to you this segment where, under the influence, we got some incredible thoughts going. I like to call this segment NFL Blitzed. <laughs> Okay, so this means is that I'm tra- I'm getting blitzed, but I'm not supposed to eat. Well, so like it depends. I'm I'm good with that. I'm I'm like not a munchies guy. I'm more of a I am a though booze, a booze and food guy. I'm more of a booze and food guy. No, I'm a munchies guy. Nah, not me. So, um, the the point is though, sometimes opens up your mind. You just think about different things. Sometimes they're football related. Sometimes they're like, this is how I can improve the league. Um, this time around, it was not. There was two items that came to mind. The first one is I was hanging out with my wife, feeling good. She put her hand on my leg, and I realized, so when someone puts your hand on, on your leg versus you touching your own leg, when you touch your own leg, it's one sensation, right? Someone touches your, your leg, it's a different it's, sensation. It's an erection. But I realized, how much of how much are you feeling their skin, and how much are you more aware of your own skin? So how much skin? what's the percentage of their skin versus your skin? 
What's the uh, skin to skin ratio, you think? There's a 0% feeling their skin. Okay. So you're only feeling your own skin. You're only feeling your own skin. So you're not feeling them touch you. You're feeling the weight and the heat of their hand on your leg, but not the skin of their hand. Eagle ratio. Uh, I mean, I scientifically, Terry's right, but I get what you're saying. Give me the ratio. I'm going to go 50-50 just to make there it clear. There we go. 50-50. I had 60-40. I had 60-40. <laughs> um, so I'm oh, the now, model. So you want to do this. So the next time I'm Blitz, you want me to think of trying like just be aware of what I'm thinking it's of? A, and write I have them down? a I shouldn't write them down. The next oh. thing I thought of was I was, you know, I was considering, you know, Lego does such a great job with like the, 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 the Marvel and Star Wars properties, right? You see them on Disney Plus. And I was like, what else can we do? Like, what can we do to, to like sort of compete with that? And I was like, what if Hot Sauce Sports came out with like our version of the Mandalorian, but with fruit, like the Mangalorian? That's a good one. Change all right. names. Instead yeah. of Ahsoka Tano, you got Apricot Tano. And there's and there's just fruits flying in space. Absolutely. It's the same exact thing. But like same, same you put exact that helmet, you put replacing... that helmet on top of a mango. You're replacing what's his name? Grogu? Is that his name? Baby Grogu. Yoda? Yeah. Awful name. Awful. Yeah, it's brutal. Okay. I mean it's not worse than Yoda. It does Yoda rolls off the tongue, but Grogu, if he was Rogu, then I'd like it. But Grogu? Grogu. Why the G at the beginning? It's I, listen, that's his name. <laughs> the Yoda is like, Gary. it's two syllables. It's bang, bang. It's easy. Grogu, Grogu just like, syllables. imagine being blitz and trying to say Grogu a few times. Oh, I did. It's possible. <laughs> I can tell you it's possible. Um, the other one, the other name was, there was two other names that came to mind. So there's Grief Karga, played by Carl Weathers. Grape Karga. Carl Weathers isn't dead. I haven't seen an no. episode of Mandalorian, so I can't tell you. Excellent. And so, then... Finally, instead of Boba Fett, you got Boba for apples. With that, Terry, it's time for the news. Is that going to be our episode name, or is Akio Pasa going to be the episode name? I like Akio Pasa. Akio Pasa or Boba or Boba for apples. So you go. I think you can go now. Ah, there is the news. I love that we we kept talking through the music, which is the thing Eagle hates the most. Also, I couldn't sing it to you because you were talking over it, but that's okay. Also, the episode name is called "Who Needs Family When You Have Die Hard" in reference to the cancellation of Christmas. Yeah, because you can't cancel Die Hard. You can try I to saw, cancel Die Hard. I saw this. I saw this post the other day. It was like. It was a bunch of boxes with numbers and all the like Christmas movies, and Die Hard was one of them. Like Die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? Of course, absolutely, it is. absolutely is. It has to be. Um, it takes place during Christmas, but automatically a Christmas movie. So um, we had Wednesday football as the Ravens and Steelers game was delayed uh, from Sunday to Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday, and then we had the Broncos compete in a game with no quarterback, and it, all of this made me think: the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this? Just move the game. It, it's just like so. We're 2020 here. You can the, figure the it out. Is, the thing that's starting to bother me, and maybe this is like a, a gambling and fantasy thing, um, where when I was watching the NBA and I was watching the NHL, um, I, I kind of felt like I got a break from the pandemic. NFL has become a living reminder of COVID 19. My, my day to day operations are filled with texts about. Uh, who's going through the protocol, who's being tested. Um, we have Roger Goodell saying that this is obviously the best option and the protocols are working. When the Broncos played a game without a quarterback, that's a thing that actually happened <laughs> in 2020 
when all teams have three quarterbacks on the roster at minimum. Um, I just, I remember at the beginning of the season, we talked about why not like go into isolated bubbles where you play your division first and then you have a, you know, like a break and then you play against the other divisions that you're going to play next. And sort of like you move in like these, these small compact bubbles. And our producer, Alex Intern said that this, this affects the integrity of the game because the schedule is based on last year's performance. But, you know, watching a game where there's no quarterback, that doesn't what? affect the integrity of the game? Absolutely. Really? When really? you have to sign a guy for one day and he makes $35,000 for that one day and he looks awful. He, like, you might as well put Anthony Calvillo in there. He would have done a better job, you know? And it's like – and nothing against the guy, the, the kid. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Hinley Sutton. Hinton. 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 And uh, no, team because we'll never have to learn it. But so then we have to see, it. yeah. But then we have to see Trace McSorley play for the Ravens, and it's, it's just like it's it's this whole fucking mess where everybody like I'm a commissioner in my fantasy league, and I'm getting messages like, oh, can we add another IR spot because my guy, I have two guys on COVID list for the Ravens. I'm like, well, listen, I go if I do that, then everybody else is gonna bury the other players on IR, and they're gonna pick up other players and it just ruins the waiver wire so it's like it just don't complicate if you they're trying to make it easier for the fans and for fantasy football and daily fantasy and i get all that but and they don't, they'll never admit that but that's why they're doing it but mm-hmm. at this point they should just just postpone the game like the season isn't going anywhere that we've been able to run 90 percent of the season pretty much flawlessly if it wasn't for the titans that went completely off protocol. I think most teams were honoring what they but, were doing. But, but Terry, we saw we saw Brian Hoyer start for the Patriots. Yeah. We saw we saw Lamar Jackson miss a game this week. Mm-hmm. We saw the again the Broncos play without a quarterback. Like a divisional yeah. game nonetheless, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 the NFL we talk about how important it is to play every game because there's only sixteen games. But then you dilute that by the fact that people can be missing games because hey, that's a lot of people in a workspace. Uh, who aren't isolated, who still have kids that are going to school, who still have, you know, family members that they're seeing, who still, ha- who still are, are surrounded by trainers, who, that, who they themselves see their own kids. And, like, I-, I love how it's like, oh, well, if that one coach wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, the mask helps, but, like, you're also in a – you put yourself in a position where you're going to have sickness. You're going to have illness. Like, what, why do you need to have the Super Bowl when it is? Why not extend the season so you can do these pocket bubbles and send people home a week or two at a time? They, I mean, because if you send them home, there are more chances of, of yeah, spreading then, it that way. You quarantine them. You quarantine them upon the return for fourteen for fourteen days. I'm oh, saying, no, like, I, I, you I end like the football season. Yeah, but... You end in summer sometimes. Like, you end in March or, or April or May. Because who cares how long it is? It's not a normal year. Like, let's stop pretending. No, I, I really doubt that they even thought of any way of extending this because they would lose so much money if they did. Oh yeah, for sure. It comes down to television contracts. They're probably losing. They're probably losing all this money, a lot of money anyway. Like the NHL lost money this year, but they put on a flawless playoff. The NHL flawless. and the NBA were fantastic products. I the, maybe it was also like we were starved for sports at that time. I was so excited, but it just and it was awful. playoffs too. But it was playoffs. But again, it like, adds a bit. Like we see, like we see Major League Baseball getting lucky that there wasn't a seventh game because a player played a game well affected, and then. <laughs> Like what? What happens, by the way, if the Dodgers lose that game, and then we see we see this happening, and we already saw two great examples with the NBA and the NHL playing in a bubble, and then the league that comes around later d- just sets up for a shit show. It makes no yeah. sense. To me. It makes, it makes no absolutely sense. zero sense. Um, there's no recipe 
to make to be perfect in this. You can't be perfect in this. No, there's no way. And the NFL, I mean, Roger Goodell is trying to be going on camera now, is acting like, oh, look, I'm I'm here with you guys. I'm I'm suffering. You're probably in this fucking. You're traveling in your fucking private jet all over the place, uncontaminated. Goodell, thank you for putting on the season, but go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, that's pretty also much like it. like you're gonna be on camera in the evening. Put a put a goddamn tie on. <laughs> no, I'm okay yeah. with the no tie. I'm okay with Jesus. the no tie. Jesus, trying to I'm, look like a regular person. I wasn't okay. Did you not look like a scumbag? I wasn't okay with him at the draft in his little fucking basement, acting like a, in in the, the man cave. You know, that wasn't his basement. That was like a random set where they just chose pieces from the series. That was IKEA. Like that was IKEA. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a stage it's like, showroom at IKEA. It, it's 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 like like. When my, my dad used to love buying stuff at Sears because he's an older dude, like whatever the Sears equivalent is, JCPenney. It's the JCPenney catalog, basically. <laughs> uh, the the Bears uh, seemingly uh, have Matt Nagy on hot seat. Uh, they're going back to Mitch Trubisky. They flip-flopped on quarterbacks. Injuries have played a part in that too. Um, I had us take in our, in our chat group, uh, Terry, and I wonder what you thought about this. I actually don't think... Matt Nagy's the issue here because he's not the one who didn't draft Pat Mahomes and instead drafted Mitch Trubisky, a trade up for Mitch Trubisky, where there was a million question marks about his play heading into the NFL. And all of them played out that way. And then they gave a ton of money to a guy who's been a career backup other than one shining moment in Philadelphia, Nick Foles. Can I I also add in specifically here that other than the double doink, the Eagles wouldn't have won a Super Bowl because the Bears would have advanced, right? So that would have changed the way we think about Nagy in general. What do you mean? Because there was a a field goal kick that went off. Oh, that was the the double doink. What's his name? Um, Cody Parkey. Was it Cody Parkey? Yeah, yeah. Party, so the yeah. Eagles don't go to the Super Bowl if the Bears win that game, and Matt Nagy is thought of very differently, right? He wins his first year, first playoff series, this and that, whatever it is, goes into the next season, a winning coach, that whole thing. That was my point with Andy Reid. If Andy Reid doesn't win a Super Bowl, nobody speaks about him as if he's one of the best coaches, offensive minds in the history of football, which he is. But we, we won't speak about him that way if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So like with Matt Nagy, it's the other reverse. It's the, the reverse factor. The fact that he didn't win – didn't win that game. We're kind of we're hating on him, but rightfully so. You know what I mean? We like, have a surprise guest. We shouldn't be hating on Andy Reid. We should be hating on Nagy, even though I don't feel like he's the major issue here. But I do think that he's kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. We can't draft a quarterback. They didn't want to draft a quarterback last year because they still had Trubisky. Uh, they signed Nick Foles as the kind of like the, the insurance. Didn't work out. Trubisky can't figure it out for some reason but i think every it, a lot of us a lot of us do this like jamarcus russell oh he was the worst pick of all time but everybody would have chosen him at that spot no right. actually there were several people <laughs> no. i put a sixth round uh grade on, on jamarcus russell that year did actually. i just hear duke yeah duke is a surprise guest <laughs> oh <laughs> with Team the raiders return. duke how's it going buddy wait i gotta point in the right direction why the fuck isn't there football tonight what happened? Because uh, the Ravens were supposed to play tonight, and you can't play football back-to-back nights. The Cowboys are playing bunch, the Cowboys. A bunch of wusses, man. A bunch of wusses. Just play with COVID. Two nights in a row. Let's go. Because <laughs> that's when we need more Trace McSorley. I think they play the Cowboys hey, next month. He didn't look all that bad. I don't know if you guys were talking about it, but Trace McSorley didn't look all that bad. He, had yeah, he, was, nice... he was okay. He's not like, a world. He looks like he, he'll play I want to watch Trace McSorley play football. But that also being said, he has the worst name for starting quarterback. He'll never start in the league just because his name is McSorley. 
Marty McShorley. So, Dave, Dude, right now we're talking about Matt Nagy. What did you talk on Matt Nagy? Good coach, bad coach? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, they haven't done anything at all. He hasn't really had much to work with in terms of an offensive like. But, uh, the, I mean, look, whether it's Foles or whether it's Trubisky, it's all the same. I mean, you, you're not going to really win much with either one of them. But uh, I don't know. What, I have no idea. I never watched the Bears. They're fucking boring to watch. Yeah. Who watches Correct. the Bears? Correct. I like watching like, the Bears. I, mean, I, I watch the Bears when, when they play the Packers. Football. So Just curious. When it's when it's red zone, do you ever see the Bears on red zone? Never. They're never there in the red zone, Duke. So, so that's yeah, so there you go. That's the answer. They're never in scoring position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, to the point where Chris Hansen is like, ah, whatever, fuck him. Oh, we don't even need him. I will Price, say two guys, Price. two guys you should play hockey instead, Trace McSorley and Easton Stick. Easton Stick is a name. <laughs> Easton Stick is the backup quarterback for the LA Chargers. What? He's named after a piece of hockey equipment. Fuck out of here. Nope. 100 percent Eagle, look it up. Easton Stick? I'm going to go check that because I don't believe you. That's how we're Yeah, I don't believe you at Easton all. Stick and Eagle, when you get it, please put his face on the screen because that's uh, a real person. So, Duke, man, where you been, buddy? The L.A. Chargers depth chart. Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor, Easton Stick. <laughs> that's an he, actual name. Look at, can you look at I want a prop bet. I want a prop bet. Or something? I had a prop bet on him coming in on a play because it was like, 0.5 plays for the game, plus or minus. So I took the over as as part of a parlay and won the prop bet, but I lost everything else. I never would have thought the Easton Stick prop bet was going to be the one that... his dad was a hockey it. player, and and he lost a bet. He's like, dude, you got to name your kid Easton. That's amazing. Easton Stick, man. North East. Dakota what State. What do you call him for short? East. Or Tom. East. East. Just East. Or Sticky. Born in East Omaha, Nebraska. Stick. Yeah, not much hockey yeah. going on in no Omaha, Nebraska. There is a there is an AHL team in the in Nebraska though a good NHL team. I'm drawing a blank on who it is, but I doubt it's that. So, so nothing tells me about his dad naming him here on Wikipedia. So we'll have you're to never think. gonna find info on that. Let's talk sports. Give me something. Wilfuller <laughs> uh, five. He gets oh. uh, suspended for six weeks for PDs that he he says he had no idea his doctor was giving him, even though it's miraculously the first season, he's not hurt a billion times. So, you know, he, you know, he knew that he was getting it, but he didn't know what it was. He said that his doctor thought that it was a proved substance. Yeah. Do Apparently, Anabol is... What? Do, you, do we know what the substance is? No, I don't think they released the name. Oh, I believe it was called Megaroids. Megaroids. <laughs> From uh, yeah. from uh, roidroids.com. Listen, I'm pro roids. I'm pro roids. Like, I if you want to take them, take them. Yeah, but so everybody I, should I, be allowed to take them. I'm actually I'm actually with you because I think every every player should just look like DK Metcalf. Yeah. Um, but the thing the thing is that I actually was talking to someone in Vegas, um, nice. a Great while source. ago, and uh, and they were Great saying source. that the issue was that it was because of the uh, gambling commissions. Don't they won't allow. If you don't have a testing and and substance policy in place, they won't allow for gambling on your sport. That's why MMA, for example, has a MMA Masada. of all sports. You think wouldn't have a have a a, a, a oh, PD? No, I, I think it's the most important sport to have. Uh, oh, I know, but given uh, given regulation. you know the general disregard of human life. But imagine figure. imagine you being like a guy like John Jones, and you can head kick somebody in the face, and you're taking steroids, you can kill somebody. Legit Didn't murder. Did he already do that? No. Was, yeah. Well, I mean, he he fought it. Yeah. No, he he got popped for for the sauce. Uh, dude. Wow. Yeah. Imagine what's running through his veins of twenty four seven. 
twice. Must twice. be a must be a fucking party in there. It's crazy, and it's a nice segue to our next to our next topic. I mean, is it? No, it's not actually. Well, what do you guys want? I thought we were gonna talk about the boxing. But yeah, let's John, do that. Okay, so John, so John Jones, when he popped for steroids, he was, uh, he's like, uh, he called it a picogram, and uh, a pictogram, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'll exp-, He told the media guys, the media guys, are like, what is that? John Jones is like, yeah, I'll explain it to you. And Dana White's like, shut the fuck up, you're not explaining it. You just called it a pictogram. It's not even a pictogram. It's a picogram. He's like, you're not explaining anything. These guys are meatheads. They don't know what the fuck they're taking. They have no idea what they're taking, and they just take it all because their doctor says it's okay. Which but like- segue, old people boxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like, like I, I, I can't be, I can't be the only one who is sad watching the the Tyson, the Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight. What right? are you like, sad for? How could you be sad watching that? It's amazing. It was all the joy we needed in life. Yeah, I wasn't for sad watching. Twenty twenty, I got, I was able to have an actual laugh. The, the best part about that entire fight was Snoop Dogg being a commentator. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I think we're all gonna agree on this. He was the actually worst part about the whole document, the whole show. No, you're wrong. Uh, really he had as three usual. funny lines. As that usual. was it. Other than that, he was annoying. He was annoying. How many? Better. How many? How many funny lines? I love that when he called it, it looked like his two uncles fighting yeah, at a barbecue. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how, but like how many funny lines does does Teddy Atlas have, Terry? Teddy no, Atlas knows what he's talking about, though. That's fine. I don't care about knowing what I'm talking about. I want to be entertained. It's a television product. I no, want no. To have so my. Fun. So my problem is, is that, yeah, Snoop Dogg has that entertainment factor. But when we were watching the Jake – okay, when you talk about the Tyson and Roy Jones, I won't say anything about what he was saying. But we're watching the Jake Robinson, Nate Rob- uh, the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight, which is an Jake, actually – Jake a pro Robinson, fight. I like that. Robinson. Jake Robinson. Nate Paul, Nate, Nate Paul and Jake Robinson. Uh, Robinson. When you're watching that fight, he was like yelling at Nate, Nate, get up, man, get up. Like you're not in the fight. It, Conor, uh, Conor McGregor, Snoop Dogg annoys me because he acts like he's a boxer. He acts like he was a guy who used to fight. He acts like he's like, like that type of guy, but he's nowhere. He's far from it. Have you ever seen this video of him boxing, him hitting pads? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's the worst thing I've ever it's seen. Pretty bad. Life. Like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not the fight guy that you are, Terry. But I, I loved boxing growing up. So, like, you know, I, I used to watch. I watched Tyson in his heyday. I watched. The you know what is real and what is not. Yeah, I know that's 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 me in my gym class in high school. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Yeah, so Duke, you you didn't find you didn't find the old man fest to be particularly sad. I just to me it looked like two guys oh, were out incredible. of shape struggling to get through. First of all, I will say that I'm I'm absolutely uh, I could not find a proper stream to watch it, so it was really laggy. But the, 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 no, why the fuck would I? Why would you ever buy that? Because why? you watched it. No, never buy that. <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never buy. I'll never buy Jake Paul fighting and uh, and and Mike Tyson in his. Oh, how old is he now? In his fifties. Uh, yeah, they're both fifty. They're both in the fifties. Right. I, I would never pay for that. But, no, I but also the thing is, it was, ex- it was a sparring match. You, you can tell they weren't hitting each other hard in the face. They um, were just jabbing. They were doing a lot of body shots, which I I appreciated. You know, they was, they made uh, it, it look as real as it should. Fight, it was what? pretty boring fight. It was kind of a boring fight. Though. Well, because it was a sparring match. If you're as a pure boxer, if you're a boxing fan, you liked it. Like I liked watching that fight. It was good because you saw Mike Tyson take a few shots, you saw Mike Tyson hit the body, you saw Roy Jones do his thing that he used to, you know, like using his reach and things like that in dancing. Like you saw vintage of those yeah. two fighters and that fight should have happened 20 years ago and Roy it Jones was going to do it at $100 million. So, I mean, it was interesting. My The best part about the night was watching Jake Paul fight and I, and I, I not yeah. that I, I want, as much as everybody wanted to see him get knocked out because he's this privileged little prick that rode his brother's Terrible. coattails to millionaire. He's a 24-year-old little punk and we all wanted to see him lose. But at the end of the day, the guy is a good boxer. 
And so Nate Robinson had no business about, in the ring with him. Let me get straight about Jake Paul. So he's famous because of Vine, right? Uh, YouTube, YouTube. But it was originally Vine. No, his, no, his brother. So he, he, he was writing Coldales of his brother, right? Yeah, his brother was a Vine guy, became a YouTube one of the biggest YouTube stars. Jake Paul just kind of wrote him, and now he has his own thing. He's like, listen, self-made, all that, all the respect to him. But he's annoying as fuck. I like Logan. So Logan's, Logan, on the yeah. other hand, I do like. Because he's, you know, he's a div, he D1 wrestler. Who is the uh, who is the Paul that that filmed the video in a Japanese forest? That's the, Logan. That, that's Logan. Yeah, the one that laughed at Suicide Forest. There. So that I mean, guy would be fun at a party. He's he's a very good fighter too. He's better than Jake. He's the older one. He's better than Jake. And he there's rumors that he's more close to fight uh, Conor McGregor. Vander Kane called him out, so might, that might be a good fight. I mean, if Vander Kane well, named favorite, after Vander Holyfield. My favorite call out was was uh, Jose Jose Canseco called him out. And I don't know if you know this about Logan Paul, but he used to date uh, Jose Canseco's daughter, and he wow. and he said he said no problem. I love smashing Canseco's. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can hate you can hate the Paul brothers, but like oh, they the know how to internet man. Like that's that's man. funny. So that's my thing with Jake Paul is I actually would like to see him fight a real boxer because up until now he's fought a YouTube star and a retired basketball player. So a I'm not going to give him a basketball player by the way. Yeah, very short, uh, an undersized basketball player, an undersized yeah. and a lot undersized compared to Jake Paul. I want to see him fight like a couple guys, maybe like at three and zero, maybe a couple rookies, first pro fights, like those types of guys. I want to see him fight guys that have been boxing for 10, 15 years, but that aren't professional, don't have the world class training that Jake Paul does. I'm giving Jake Paul all the respect that he's a very he is a good boxer. You can tell he knows what he's doing, but I it's not good. I I don't want to see him fight Conor McGregor yet because he's gonna get his bell rung. Well, but he's gonna fight Conor McGregor eventually. It's gonna the thing is it's gonna be awesome because we're we're gonna finally get what we want and seeing the Paul brothers get punched in the face, right? Like oh, that's the payoff from the fight, right? Uh, but Duke like was because I saw people like making fun of Nate Robinson and and yeah. like I love all the all the the memes of like him I mean, on lying down on a mattress um, yeah. and so on and so forth, but. Um, do you think it's just the annoying factor that people like expected Nate Robinson to win? Because I I know that I know that the, the Paul brothers have been in, into fighting for a while, so I didn't expect that at all. I'll, I'll say I'll say this about Nate Robinson. Uh, there's something about him throughout his whole career, even in basketball, where he's always been this lovable lovable underdog. Like when he was playing with the Knicks, I mean, he was he, that was his best years with the Knicks. And shout out to him for wearing the, the Knicks colors. Obviously, the most mixed thing ever is him getting knocked out in those colors. But yeah, the, the um, mix took another L. But I, I have to say that throughout his whole career, he's always been the kind of guy that, like, when he's on the floor, you're like, "Oh shit, is that Nick Robinson?" And like, you you've always wanted to watch him. And even when it, when he started off in that fight, like, I don't know if it was like he, he looked angry. He looked like he was ready to fucking knock him out. He, he had like that. He had that fury in him, and his his hair looked impeccable. He had like those, those amazing amazing braids. Uh, but maybe that's what happened. He was just super aggressive from the beginning, and I guess he just he just saw he saw red and he just charged in. And I guess that's the worst thing to ever do in boxing, right? Terry, you know more to me. I mean, I don't know. I never understood how boxers' hair stood in place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never but understood the soccer it. the soccer player thing where they put like just a shit ton of gel inside and then. Um, we're running a bit late, but maybe we should bring on willpower if you want yeah, to push him. We, we push him to next week. You guys can kick me out if you want. I mean, no, uh, no, stay, stay, or no, stay yeah. by all means. But I don't know. Are we, Eagle, are you calling him or no? Yeah, I'll call him. Just gotta keep going. I'll figure it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, so just quickly before, uh, before He's we waiting. get there, uh, NBA drama, of course, reigns supreme in the offseason. Uh, most notably, uh, Malik 
Malik Beasley's scene with Lasha Pippen. Um, and, this girl, man. She's, she's an awful human being. But like, so, but like Malik Beasley's the one who's married, right? And like, no, 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 no. You hold hands. I mean, maybe, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not crediting him. She's, she's an awful man. human being. She's an awful she's human. Yeah, I do. I, 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 uh, I did like people pointing out that Scotty Pippen Jr. liked a whole bunch of tweets of people. Uh, you know, angrily te- going after his mom and and uh, and Malik Beasley. But so, like the point of the internet is like Malik Beasley, out of all people, like go after like <laughs> I don't know, go after like a big guy, like go after Russell Westbrook or he's married, I guess. Go after James Harden, you know. But Malik Beasley, out of all people, and it's just like, is she what is she doing, man? And Scotty Pippen, Scotty, really? she's trying to get, she's trying to get, you know, she's trying to get some love, man. That's what it comes out to. Pretty big. So you know the whole story with her and Scotty Pippen, though. No, of course she I cheated. Know. She cheated. <laughs> There's a whole time about it. Yeah, she cheated on him with Future, and then he stays with her. She cheats on him again with Future. Future writes a song about how he's banging Scottie Pippen's wife. She ends up divorcing her, and now she's doing this again to yeah, her yeah. son. That, but you're saying that within the prism of your understanding of what relationships are like. But NBA players don't—they don't go by your standards. They don't—they don't have the same kind of dating life. A lot it's of NBA wives, but yes, that doesn't matter. A lot of NBA wives are under the understanding that. That, that their men sleep around and they do the same thing. It's it's just that you know we live in a we live in a different kind of world, man. Scotty yeah. Pippen is not sleeping around today, and Larsha Pippen did that. What are you? Like two oh, years you're, just, you're assuming that because you watch one documentary about Scotty Pippen and he looks like a sweet guy and he's got a sweet voice. Listen, one, one thing one thing I I know from watching BoJack Horseman is you can have a face that looks like Scotty Pippen and still get laid. Because <laughs> that dude looks straight up like a horse. Really? He does. He's got but, that John Elway thing. When you see them, you can't help yourself. Be like, yo, why the long face? But I, I will I will say that uh, before the story broke out, no fucking idea who Malik Beasley is. And I watch NBA. I have no idea who the fuck he is. Yeah, I, he was a first And I still don't. I don't even know who he plays for. He, I also don't know who he plays for currently. Is it, is it the Knicks? Is it the Knicks? No, no. He plays for the Nuggets. I'm going to change my background. He plays for the Nuggets. I'm going to change um, my background. So we're gonna we're gonna head to break real quick, and when we come back, we'll no, no, be joining. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, we'll we'll go online. Okay, I thought you were having trouble getting Will. No, no. Hey, he's Will, how's it going, buddy? He's not. He's not. Hey guys, how are you guys? Good, good. Will Will Power. Uh, you guys know this, but for the listeners, Will Power is one of our staff writers, and weirdly, our Miami Beat correspondent <laughs> uh, for a site uh, that's not region specific um, and not based out of Miami. It is awesome that we have a, a a Miami beat writer, and his name is Will Power. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, no, it's going great, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm ready for some uh, some good and uh, exciting NFL football this weekend. Will, Who are the Dolphins playing? We are uh, beating the Cincinnati Bengals. We're, we I are the way he said that. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen. Oh, that would have been a nice matchup to uh, against Joe Burrow. That would have been good. But neither Will, of them were playing. I know, but it would have been nice. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> have you ever been to Miami, Will? Been I've been to Miami uh, four times, uh, and I went to a preseason game once where they beat Jacksonville. And you're still so innocent and nice. I don't know how that yeah, happens. You're a good, you're a good kid, Will. You're it's good the youth. <laughs> so what happens is that Miami fandom will eventually uh, make you apathetic and beat the fandom out of you. Um, and then you become um, a horrible monster such as myself. But in the meantime, really do enjoy it. It's really kind of fun. Um the, the the thing I want to ask Will. Uh, Actually, I have a question for Will. How did you make your room look orange? Wait. How did you make your room look orange while not having any orange there? It's very weird to me. 
Yeah, that's a good. It's honestly the orange just follows me. I have like if you see in the corner, that's my dolphin sweater, and I'm wearing my dolphin shirt right now. So, <laughs> like whenever I'm on hot sauce, I'm always gonna rub something. All right, I appreciate it. The, the uh, I want to ask, like, Will, we've seen we've seen the Dolphins play the Broncos. We've seen them. We're gonna see them play the Bengals. Is this the orangest schedule the Dolphins have ever had? Yeah, that's a good question. Hey, uh, Bengals. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't think it was, yeah, I know, it's, it's super orange, um, and uh, for all we know, when we play the uh, the Patriots in, like, the final week or second to final week, they'll be wearing orange, too. Uh, we just just don't know. But, no, yeah, no, it's, it's been crazy orange. I'd like to see the Dolphins rock that retro uniform, though, like the, the Thursday night color rush ones. We haven't seen them this year. Those are yeah. so ugly. Your whole jersey's ugly. Just saying. <laughs> Shut up, you. I love them. So, Will, um... um there's a lot of so we, we just we just saw uh, whatchamacallit, John Wall go to um, Houston. What what do the Heat have to do? What piece are they gonna add this year to to get him over the hump? Because the same roster ain't gonna work. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good question. Well, I think that we take a guy from that Washington Wizards team and Bradley Beal. Um, I know there's been rumors about potentially getting Bradley Beal on Miami. As weird as it sounds, I don't want Miami to go after Giannis. I think he's a good player. He's just not that playoff type guy. Um, and we'd have to give up too much to get him. So I think if Miami gets a guy like Bradley Beal in the lineup, uh, who can obviously who can shoot and uh, who doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time, uh, would pair super well with Jimmy Butler. I think just simply getting him um, and uh, with like the the defense Miami already has and and the way they play together as a team, I think that like that should be enough to get us to the finals again. Well, but you say you say you'd have to give up too Marsh. much. Like you're obviously a young Miami Heat fan because. Pat Riley will always sell the farm for top oh, it's, he always It's always what he's done. Right? It's like, like you don't even know Miami Heat history. What, 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 I, I don't. No, 100%. I, just, I, don't, I don't want to get rid of Hero or Nunn or Robinson. Man. Those guys are like, they're like, we have a bromance with those guys right now. We can't. Well, one like, of them is gone. Heat, so one the of them is not going to stay. The Heat, I agree with Terry, the Heat is absolutely losing at least one of them. It, it, just from how the contracts are structured, it looks like they want to keep Bam, they want to keep Jimmy, and everything else on the roster is available. Every other single – that's just the way Pat Riley does, man. He Look, he's, he's, he's almost 80 years old. He's not waiting to win a championship, right? Like, he's, he's playing for now. There's no point in Pat Riley building for the future. The fact that he's still working is nonsense. The guy has a beautiful home in L.A. that he never gets to see because he can't stop working. No, nah, you you're just believing the Kool-Aid, bro. He's got, a, he's got a private helicopter. He goes back there all the time. All the time. Even a jet, a submarine. <laughs> Probably submarine. Could be, could be. So let's uh, rapid fire with Will. We'll do rapid fire with Will. Okay, let's do it. And Duke, obviously. So uh, let's just queue it. Let's queue it up for the listeners as well as explain rapid fire to Will. Uh, Will, rapid fire is Eagle reads us a topic. Um, we all go around quickly and uh, say our two, one, one or two lines about it. Uh, if you got a joke, feel free to drop it. If not, feel free to drop knowledge. Either way, it will work for us. Awesome. Topic number one, for what it's Collins worth, Chris Collinsworth had to apologize after he remarked, quote, you're just blown away about how strong the fans are here in this town, even the ladies. Uh, is this a real important apology or just some PR to save his job? Oh, Let's, we'll go go first. Let's go, Guess. Terry. We all know what your answer is. Uh, it's fucking stupid. We'll go first. You know I mean? uh, yeah, it's funny. Actually, I heard that. Um, I, I think I heard it yesterday, and it like I kind of like, got like a, a second glimpse, and I was like, I was surprised he said that. Look, I may get some heat for this. Like, I don't. I I think Collinsworth was coming from like an okay place. I know, like what he said, obviously wasn't 
politically correct. Um, so I think that, of course, it's good that he made the apology. Uh, do I think it's sincere? I don't know. So you're going on the you're erring on the side of it's a bad thing caution. to say. It's he's really not a bad thing to say. And the What's fact that he's like, I'm sick to my stomach. I can't believe I said it. Collinsworth, go fuck yourself. Put on a sweater. The guy, it's not a bad comment. All it's not, no, it's no, not no. outlandish to say that it's a the male male fans know more about football than women than predominantly women do. But to pieces he's point, most likely is Mina Kimes knows more about football than anybody, like 90% of the world. So, like, there's obviously those, but if it's just a random person, it's it's very, it's different to see when you go to a football game to see a lot of women. And that's what all he was saying. That's all he was saying. Terry, typically, typically you allow me to make my point on the show instead of in the text. So, uh, the goal usually is I say the thing I said in text, and then you react like it's the first time I said it. Oh, um, sorry, no, sorry. I, think, I, I think with the apology is important. There's, there's a lot of women who work really hard to work in a, in a space where they can talk about football and be taken seriously. So I understand it from that angle. I also understand that there's not that many of those jobs available like Chris Collinsworth had. So obviously he's under the microscope in a way that most people aren't. I don't think it was the end of the world. The intention, I think, was not at all to be negative. Um, that said, man, just who gives a shit about the people of Pittsburgh? Why are you talking about them anyway? They're not even at the game. There's nobody in that stadium. Just talk about what you're seeing oh, on the field. There was, there was in fact, one person and. Oh fuck! Was this person annoying? There was one person screaming the whole goddamn game, and like every time, and this this is one of the downsides of COVID matches, where you hear the one or two fans that are actually there, and every time you hear this go going, go for it, it's a penalty, and it's kind of kind of makes you it makes you wish it was a lady instead, right, Duke? It was actually it was a lady. It's funny. I was gonna um, say it's funny you mentioned that Duke because uh, I actually rewound because I was like okay like that maybe that was just like a mic or something and like hear like this woman screaming in the back and I was like man like she's really got that center stage I, like, I thought it was kind of cool yeah but I know I know you too like she had to be she had to be sitting behind a, a mic or something because it caught it all uh, so what I, what I think about this just just, just fire Collinsworth I just say yeah. never know uh, you know he's, he's, he's terrible fire him because whatever he's replaceable who cares who's calling he's the game super not only is he replaceable he's super replaceable. I haven't met a single person. Maybe Will, because Will likes everybody. But <laughs> Will's just the nicest person on earth. Will, you can't possibly like Will Collinsworth. I love Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, here we, we go. We, here we go. Honestly, we're done. I we're really done with this. We knew that Will, Will like Chris Collinsworth. We could have talked. Right. Let's do it. Next, just a regular, everyday Norman guy. Uh, pro golfer Greg Norman is living the life. So after a successful career, he posted this picture. If I, I can hopefully get it up. No, I had well, it. I had it. Well, That's he had no problem getting it up, though. Greg Norman had no problem getting it up. He did uh, not. Maybe Hold he on. might have problems getting up nope, with that amount of blood that needs to go. I just sent you it in our group chat. Yeah, I, I know. Probably, I, I could probably it. share my screen. No, I, I have probably it. Share my screen. Here we go. This hey, he lovely picture. Yeah, there you go. Zoom <laughs> in. Zoom in. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you can see what's front and center in this picture. Uh, oh, oh wow. Okay, now I noticed it. Yeah. He... His nine iron is quite potent. So the thing is, that's, uh, that, that. that's a sausage. That's a good old fucking. Oh, it's an knee slapper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, when I when I saw the picture, I saw this and I remembered Greg Norman's nickname was a shark, and that is one hell of a great white. Holy fuck! See how that dog was looking at it. The dog thought it was a treat. Doesn't even need, know, he doesn't even need clubs. He just smacks the ball around. With you know what though, Terry? Terry, I think I think you'll appreciate this. That was actually the second best penis story of the week the first of course was that sam darnold's 
uh, grandfather was one of the marble men on the on the ads, and his name was Dick Hammer. That's <laughs> a lie. A lie. No, really? that was his actual that name. stage name or his real name? He's never going to be a good quarterback because he can't measure up. He's never going to be Greg Norman. He's never going to be Dick Hammer. That's what you got. That's what you get. Next. Uh, Fuller House. Vanderbilt kicker Sarah Fuller is the first female to play in a Division One NCAA game, executing a single kick in the 40 to nothing loss. But it was a script kick pretty played very well, considering she'd been on the team for like two days. Um, and she won the SEC Player of the Week award. Uh, Vanderbilt scored no points, like I mentioned. Kicker gave a halftime speech, and then uh, they fired coach Derek Mason. Why is she giving a halftime speech? I'm cool with everything. I'm, I'm cool with the accolades. I'm cool with the moment. It's great. Uh, the fact that they didn't score any points, I, I know that the media was really focusing on that. I don't feel like that was really the big purpose. I mean, who cares? The scoring points are not right now during this time. But, I mean, giving a halftime speech, I don't know, from a kicker or a puncher, I... never even happens. It is. And I, I can't imagine being a player, like, having put my body on the line and just not about not about it being a woman or whatever. It's not about that, but it's about but it's a, a kicker. kicker. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I didn't hate on the fact that she's I mean, it's there. But like what I think is if you want to include women in, in the football and you want to start getting more women involved, yeah, don't act like. Yeah, don't act like it's make this it whole event. Make it a natural. Yeah. Make it normal. And when well, you look, the halftime like, speech, nobody's listening. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you this. Nobody's listening. No, but one person listen. They might respect. They respect her. I'm not saying they don't, but nobody really cares. They're already down. Whatever it was at that point, they're like, "This yeah. game's over." Whatever. No points. Okay, not one point on the board. What? Like what? The team is god awful this year. Like they're not looking forward to anything. And the fact that she's coming in doing the halftime speech, the players are already frustrated enough. It's like, okay, this person that hasn't been in the locker room the entire season is giving us a halftime speech. It's like, okay, let's just get this over with. And uh, the, the make it. Normal. Act like you've been there before. That's my whole thing with this. Act like so, you've no, been I, there. I, I'm, I'm, so I, I, I generally agree about this. female kicker before. <laughs> I generally, I generally agree uh, with the sentiment about about the kicker speaking and just generally someone who's new to the team speaking at halftime. That makes no sense. That said, Terry, I'm okay with her winning the 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 SEC Player of the Week, the week award because who gives a shit about that award? Who was the SEC Player? Who was the SEC player of week three? Who was the SEC player last week? We, I don't even know what week it is in the SEC because it's weird season. Then says someone says someone that's never actually won an SEC award. Just saying. But who, but 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 like the thing is, look, it's it's not an award that comes with monetary compensation because, by the way, they're not allowed. The, the the thing is, you don't actually gain anything from this award. This to me was more about sort of uh, having the earmark in history. So like the same way that you wear forty two on Jackie Robinson Day, this is an important day. It's not necessarily the same weight, the same the same gravity, but it is an important day. I think it should be remembered, and that's the way the NCAA wants to remember it. Fine, who cares? Yeah, no, I agree. Totally. I've changed my stance on the award. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Just one quick thing, I would say, like, I think it's great that she's playing. Like, when when I saw the kick, was she like purposely only trying to get like twelve no, yards? Or? It was oh, a okay, okay. okay. Okay, got you. Because then I was thinking, like, I could have went in and kicked it like that because it didn't seem to go very far. Oh no, she's got a leg on her. She's got a leg. Okay, on her. okay, yeah, that makes a, sense. She's now. a collegiate soccer player. She's not like a rando. Okay, this makes sense. <laughs> she's not a philosophy student. <laughs> she might also be. I think she's the goalie yeah, for Vanderbilt. Twenty or your foot. Yes, All right, next. Fatty Matty, uh, Lions have officially fired coach Pat Matricia. All the players seem to rejoice. My only little tidbit I'm going to add on to you, you know, he is a rocket scientist. However, he doesn't look very smart when he has a pencil in his ear and a laminated play sheet. 
That's my joke. You stole my joke. God damn it. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. He wrote it. I mean, that's the thing about Matt Patricia is that he will forever be a coordinator and a damn good coordinator at that point. You know what I mean? He's going to be a DC the rest of his career. Uh, that's a good question because, like, I think, like, a lot of times, like, if I can compare it to college, like, a lot of times we see guys who are really good college coaches, coaches, and they come to the NFL and, like, it just doesn't work. So, like, can he can he be okay with just being a coordinator, like you said, just like some like college guys who could only coach college? Um, and like, I think it was the right move to fire Patricia, just because I feel like uh, the Lions have too much. Ta- I mean, they've had too much talent for like a bunch of years now to be consistently missing the playoffs. Um, but I think like Detroit needs to like clean house and like I don't know, maybe draft the quarterback. But uh, I think it was the right move, and this this team was only headed in the wrong direction. I agree, man. I agree. And the thing about Matt Patricia is that he's Wade Phillips. Mm. He is Wade he Phillips. is a modern day Wade Phillips. Because the guy he was hired as a, as a, as a defensive coordinator uh, a, a, from a defense coordinator became a head coach and underperformed. That's what you're trying to say. He's yeah, he's a very good defensive Cause, coordinator. Because we all we all understand Cowboy Universe, right? We all understand <laughs> Cowboy references. Yeah, yeah, man, Wade Phillips, Phillips didn't was work a coach for like five different teams. Not just the Cowboys. He was never a DC for the Cowboys. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Dude, These are your balls. Line your shit and go. Line your shit and move, Duke. Let's go. Uh, he's a rocket scientist. I don't know about that. He worked as, a, as an engineer. I mean, I think people are just overestimating the whole rocket science of, of it. Uh, pencil in the ear. How the fuck you rocket surgery. The At this point, I mean, either, you know, it's, it's a style. You know what? I think what happened is that he had the pencil in the ear, but he didn't want to become like Ben McAdoo that changed up his hairstyle and completely ruined his career. So he's like, if I take out the pencil now, what do I replace it with? Yeah. Do I replace it with a knife? You know? A knife. A knife is very dangerous. But no, (laughs) I think the thing I I keep thinking of, all these guys who leave Belichick and are supposed to be the next great thing, and and they end up not not panning out. Uh, Of course, uh, Will and I hope that's not the same for Brian Flores. But uh, but usually usually what happens with a lot of these guys is, they leave and they come in with a lot of arrogance and they come in and they just act like assholes. And the thing that you'll hear about Bill Belichick is none of his players think he's an asshole. They think he's actually a really nice man. He's authoritative without being a dick. And a lot of these guys haven't learned that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good point. Speaking of shitty coaches, Duck Duck Gase. Uh, after the earlier report <laughs> that Adam Gase was giving up play calling duties, uh, Jets coach Adam Gase insisted in the post game press conference that he this was still the domain of the offensive coordinator. ESPN's Rick Chimini instead reported offensive coordinator Doel Logans looked at looked at time as though he was waiting at a bus stop. I will also add that Gase quoted uh, somewhere in the thing thing, uh, it's three plays, it's really simple or something on that mantra. In terms of what they were actually calling, he is Gase is the um, a you you said it. he he's like he he thinks that we all don't know that he's lying. Yeah, he's a t- he's a, thing is like I, I like Will you know you know Adam Gase as well as I do. I saw a ton of his press conferences while he was in Miami. Before I before I give my piece, go, why don't you go ahead? Why don't you tell us about what your thoughts on Adam Gase in this whole situation? I think that um, in the years I've been watching football, he has to be the worst coach I've ever seen. And uh, <laughs> not only that, I think the Jets would be better if they just didn't have a head coach. If like if if I, they hired my mom, who doesn't know what a what a fumble is, they'd be better off. Because not only does this guy like not. <laughs> Not only does he not know his football, but he, he shows no passion. He punts the ball on fourth down with his team at like 0-11, 0-12. It's right. as if he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to win at this point. I think he, he wants to be the third team to go winless. And I think he's ta- tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I, I think he's doing it purposely now. He's not hiding it. At least but try he's, and hide. He's try not going to win. 
Yeah, like the Dolphins did last year. He's not. Right. He yeah, the Dolphins hit it really well last year. I will say they hit it like it was a little obvious, but you know it was like ah maybe is it? Uh, but hey, the Jets, yeah, it worked. It worked. Yeah, and you guys got to it. The Jets, on the other hand, maybe the sex tape. Uh, I think I think, I think yeah. what it is is exactly that. Is he has he's a sex tape on Woody Johnson? He's got a sex tape on Woody Johnson. That's why Woody won't fire him. Duke, what are your thoughts on Adam Gase? Uh, well, listen. Uh, Raiders are going to be playing them this weekend, and it's just one of these games that just stinks of a terrible Raider performance. They came off of a terrible loss against the Atlanta Falcons, and this looks like a gimme to most people, but I've known this team a long time, and when they shit the bed, I can smell the, the shit from a mile away. So I, I, I see this quote by Gase, and it's Rich Cimini, not Rick, not Rick Cimini, Eagle. Rich Cimini puts this, this quote out, um, and what Gase said was that that Daryl Loggins gives him the, the three plays that he's going to then relay to the quarterback. Yeah. So the offensive system that Adam Gaze seems, this quarterback whisper, what he seems to have brought to the New York Jets is a play-calling style that I can only describe as bureaucracy. Yes, that's the way you want, that, that's what you want. You want the efficiency of, of public government running your offense. That's exactly what it looks like with the New York Jets. Duke, thanks for joining us. You were great. Will, your expertise. Was well, I want a question for Will because Will, um, in the last probably. Who's the side off, man? No, 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 the last six months, eight months, Will has balls have probably been super huge right now, and they're they're getting bigger. We went from the Heat, okay, make it to the the the, the finals, okay. Balls, girl, missed balls growing. Tua, the Dolphins looking good. Maybe they'll win the division. Maybe not. Looking good. Tua, balls getting bigger. Now all of a sudden, Notre Dame, eight and zero or nine and zero. Ian Book winning all these fucking awards. Ian Book overrated. I don't know. I like the guy. I'm I'm jumping on this Notre Dame bandwagon. Will your balls must be bigger than Pieces Head right now? They're huge, and you forgot to mention my Toronto Maple Leafs and how they're gonna win the oh, Stanley Cup this okay, year. Now, okay, now, all right, now we wrap. Wrap uh, on wrap on uh, Will's giant balls. <laughs> right here, Will. Right here. Oh, oh my I god. Yeah. It's over. Barf. It's over. Barf. It's over. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Ian, 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 Ian,